Tommy, produced by the E, the H and I see, repping New York City, live and direct, cause he always come correct, when he does an interview, it makes the streets all connect, he stimulates the brain, your mobile device, and he smash like the Hulk when he claps you with advice, it's all about the news when he drops and beats home, so pay close attention, shit's about to explode. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from the Upper West Side in New York City, where we blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Ephraim Guzman, and my guest today, he's a producer, he's an actor. You've seen him in many roles from Journey to Old Dogs. The list goes on and on, Carlito's way. And right now he's on the hit CBS show, Code Black. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Luis Guzman. Lou, how you doing, brother? I'm good. How you doing, man? Uh, hanging in there, man. Just, you know, dealing with this crazy weather. You know, like I have a little bit of a cold, so it's like the winter comes and goes, and then the heat comes and goes, so it's just confusing in the city. Yeah, uh, Mother Nature will do that to you. <laughs> um, um, how's everything with you, man? I know, man. Like, if you turn the channel, there's probably you in a film everywhere because you've been, you've been in every almost single movie. You worked with every major actor, man. Take me back a little bit. How you got involved in acting? Well, um, I grew up on the Lower East Side, you know. Yeah. Uh, in the uh, in the seventies, you know. Yeah. And uh, uh, one of my boys, um, Eddie Perez, and my boy Diego. They brought me from high school to this place called Teatro Ambulante on 6th Street between A and B. And um, introduced me there to a brother named Bimbo Rivas. Um, and through Bimbo and Eddie and Diego, I met people like Miguel Piñero, who wrote Short Eyes, and Miguel Algarín, who at the time was running the New York Rican Poets Cafe, you mm. know? Yeah. So... So for me, like acting was a hobby. Yeah. I was more, I was more of a, of a community social activist, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it wasn't until like nineteen eighty five, eighty six. Um, at that time, I was a social worker. Yeah. Working on the Lower East Side for. Uh, in the street settlement, it was at that time that I had run into Miguel Piñero and Mikey and I were talking. He told me he was uh, writing for a TV show that were coming to New York and they were going to be looking for people. So that show was uh, Miami Vice. Oh, okay. And um, so I you know, went in, I got me an audition, I got me, I got me the park. And pretty much from there, I just said, oh, okay, maybe I can make a living out of this. And pretty much I kept on, and as the saying goes, the rest is history. 
Uh, you saying you was a social worker before? The pay was good as a social worker, right? Like you know, the like at, at that time, the pay. Um, every two weeks after taxes, my check came out to seven hundred and fifteen dollars. Wow. Being a social worker, like at you know at, at that time, did you always knew you wanted to be an actor, or like did no, you? No, 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 no. I was not. I was not pursuing it. I yeah. wasn't dreaming it. Wow. I wasn't dreaming it. I was just doing it because I love it. And I So, you know, but everything, like, the planets were in alignment, and, you know, it was meant for you to be there at that time, right? Um, I guess, you know, <laughs> you know, I guess, you know, again, like you said, yeah, being at the right place at the right time. Yeah. How has um acting changed your life? Like, what's so special about the, the craft to you? Like, is there anything special about it? from Miami Vice doing all the other roles you did and you said you know being as an actor you learn from your craft you know you learn forensics you learn to be a registered nurse in your latest role do you feel as an actor do you feel like you get typecasted in like a lot of roles or do you feel that you've been treated fairly in Hollywood I think that um, I think um, that's a very good question um you know, when I first started out in this business, everything was a typecast. Yeah. 
And um, I guess with time and as I grew with the experience and the knowledge, you mm. know? Yeah. And you, you get better and you get better at what you do and people begin to see your talent be, be beyond being typecasted, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's always going to be typecasting and not so much just of Latinos, but of people in general. Yeah. You know, because you're always going to have a politician. You're always going to have a banker. You're always going to have a pimp. You're always going to have a drug addict. You're always going to have a single mom. You're always going to have people who are corrupted. You're always going to have somebody that saves the day and you know, I mean, that's, that's just part of life, man, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, typecasting back in those days was a normality mm-hmm. because, you know, back in those days you had, you had theaters and you had five channels of TV. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like back in the back, back back in the day, a movie will come out. It would be in the theater for three months. Yeah. You know, and you could sit down back in the days and watch TV because, like I say, you know, you had you had the three major networks and whatever else was on Channel Nine and Channel Eleven. You know, growing up in New York. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you know. You were missing anything, you know? And so the roles back in those days were not as much as they are today. Yeah. You know? Um, and I always get this asked this question, and it's like, yo, you know, is Hollywood ever going to give Latinos a break and stuff like that? You know, in my opinion, it's not about that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? In my opinion, is and it's just my opinion. Yeah. And um, but I believe in our communities. There's so much talent. You know, uh, we're making our own films. You know, yeah. we're doing our own shows. I don't think, I don't think we're doing it, doing them yet, on the level that we could be. Mm-hmm. But I believe, but I do believe that we are heading in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm very, very uh, proud of that. You know. Yeah. I know. How do you feel about like the controversy with the Oscars and stuff, and like the nominations for not a lot of minorities, like Will Smith and stuff like that? What's your take on that? Um. You know, my take on that is, I'll be honest with you. If anybody has a right to complain. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, and if that's, you know, if anybody has the right to complain to me, that is, is the Latino community. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I think, I think well, there's so much talent that's overlooked, you know? Yeah. I mean, look, you know, I, like, like I said, you know, you know, but like I said, the world has grown, man. Yeah. You know, now you have 
you have the BET Awards. Yeah. You have the NAACP Awards. You have the Golden Globe. You have the Oscars. You have the Emmy. You have, you have the Imahe. Like, everybody got their own award stuff, you know? Yeah. You know, I just think that being nominated for an Academy Award gives you a whole different status. Yeah. Um, but my only thing that I say to my community is like, you know, let's not look at it like we're being shut out. Let's look at it like, you know, we got to rise up and we got to keep doing the art because we are an incredible people. And I'm not talking about Puerto Ricans, man. I'm talking about anybody who speaks Spanish who, who is of Latino heritage, you know, um, we are very talented people. I mean, you know, do, do changes need to be made? Are there strides to be made? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? Um, but, you know, you got to be part of the process. Mm-hmm. Because the moment you take yourself out of the process, then you're no longer part of the battle. Yeah. yeah. You know? And... I get it, I get, you know, I get, I get it, you know, because I'm always, I watch some of these award shows, and I get like a little tired when it's a a few quote-unquote token Latinos for giving out an award as opposed to receiving one. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some of of those that are giving out the award, to me... Don't represent the true talent that is within our community anyway. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, but that should not stop us from creating, man. You know? But you know, I'll take it a step further. You know, if we're gonna quote unquote compete artistically, mm-hmm. then then we need people within the community to step up and say, Yeah, I'll I'll finance this. I'll give you a million dollars to do this. I'll give you two million dollars to do that. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's in reality to me. That's what the people got to step up. Yeah. You know, because you know, my God, we have great writers. We have great directors. We have great actors. We have great camera people. You know, makeup, hair, wardrobe. You know, sound people. But the reality is, like, if there's somebody within our own community that's willing to say, you know what, you come up with five scripts, let's go over them, and finance those five movies for $2 million each. And, you know, with me, it's not about, look, I'm not interested in making black movies for black community. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to make the, a lot music or a lot movies for the universe. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what Tyler Perry does. Yeah. You know, that's what that's what Spike Lee does, you know. Um, that's what my man who directed Birdman and did, you know. Yeah. These guys are making movies for the universe, man. And everybody sees them. Mm-hmm. Everybody sees them. So... We got to come up to par with that, you know? And, you know, if we're waiting for 
Hollywood to open the door, I think that's a mistake. I think we got to open our own door. Mm-hmm. You know? We got to open our own door because we're talented enough. We understand the business enough. And then we got to take control of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Part of controlling your own destiny. You know, but, but then again, you know, you got to make a product that people are going to want to see. Yeah. yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I know. You got to make a product that people want to see. Exactly. Exactly. Like Robert Rodriguez, you know, he got his own channel, he has his own network, and, you know, eventually, you know, he had a um, a Latin show basically there, well, I, I wouldn't say a Latin show, he just had a show there, Matador, but I think it only lasted one season, but, you know, there's people who are trying, and, you know, you know, having your own network, just like Oprah Winfrey, is amazing, and, just, you know, it's astonishing, to, you know, to even to get that off the ground. Yeah, but in, in Oprah's case... She put her money where her mouth is. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. And in Robert Rodriguez's case, you know, who were the investors, you know? Yeah. You know? Um, and that's the whole thing, man, you know? Because let me tell you something. Someday, I'll come out for the network, and I don't want to blow the lid off it because... There's just too much talent on many different levels, on, on dramatic levels, on, on comedy levels, on, on, the, on talk show levels, on the news level. There's, you know, we have so many stories that that we can very easily talk about in time. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but sometimes it's like we have to... Again, you know, we have to come up with stuff within our own community, you know? Yeah. Because like I said, man, I, I'm, not, I'm not this actor because I want everybody in the Latin universe to know who I am. I want everybody in the whole universe to know who I am. Mm-hmm. You know? I want to be identified with by people in all walks of life because of my art. You know, you know, somebody looks at a Picasso and they're not just Spaniard. You know? Yeah. Somebody, somebody looks at a Picasso and they're from Europe, they're from Latin America, they're from Asia, you know, they're Eskimo, they're Native American, they're, they're, they're a monk, they're a mother, a father, a teenager. You know, everybody from all over life will look at a Picasso. Mm-hmm. He's an artist. Our artist. I want people from every walk of life to pay and smile and laugh and cry and say, "Damn, that was good," <laughs> because of what I did. Because of what I did as an artist. Those are the things to me that are important. Those are the things that are important that we project. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I love what I do, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it's a struggle at times, but you know what? I'm willing to fight that struggle. I'm willing to take on that struggle, mm-hmm. you know? But, some, but at the same time, I am willing to let my work do my talking for me. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Because I think, pe- I think people make the mistake of being vocal, and then they can't 
understand that I'm vocal, rightly so, and they say what they feel and they say the the message, but they can back it up. No, you're definitely right about that, you know, and, um, you were, you know, you evolved as an actor from, you know, playing, you know, petty little roles to working your way up to, like, you know, major roles working with top leading actors like John Travolta, Dwayne Johnson, you know, you know, you've, you've been working for so many years and you've been honing your craft and, you know, you're showing the people there's more, there's more depth to you as an actor instead of just playing a thug one or a thug two you know or you know basically a stereotypical role do you consider the roles that you had because the evolution of yourself as an actor and like like honing your craft to get better roles um you know when when you know when you when you when you when you when you when you Colombian, Colombian cocaine dealer. Yeah. You know, my next role, um, my next role was a movie I did with Robert Downey Jr. And, uh, James Woods. And I play, I play the Mexican prisoner mm. who was asked to t- testify against an Asian. So I go from being a Colombian drug lord to a Mexican prisoner testifying in court against somebody else, right? Yeah. Then I go from there to Crocodile Dundee 2. Yeah. A place, some bad Latino who's chasing down an Australian guy in the bush. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, right then and there, I was like, okay, that's three stereotypical roles. Yeah. You know? But you know, for me, the bottom line is, I was working, mm-hmm. and I was building the foundation to a career. Yeah. You know? And yeah, being Latino, you know, being Boricua, Puerto Rican, yeah, you know what? Maybe I had to, uh, maybe I had to uh, do the grind a little harder than other people. But I was willing to do it, because I, I get it. You know, mm-hmm. no, nothing comes easy. You know, and then I, and then I did a great movie called Q and A with Sidney Lumet, and you know, I played I played the New York City detective. Yeah, and I had and I had a family. You know, and then from there I went on and I ended up doing this this uh, movie Calvito's Way. Of course, yes, you know? yeah. And I played I played the badass. Jesus Christ and people 
portray Idi I Amin mean, and win an Academy Award, you go figure. Yeah. You know, so, you know, um, you're always going to have good and bad. It's just that how well you play those roles, you know? Mm-hmm. I know, and then... To me, anything is possible, man, you know? Yeah. When you put your mind and your heart to it, anything is possible, anything is doable. Yeah. I know you've been cast in a lot of Steven Soderbergh movies and, you know, your roles have been extended. They got better and better. Not to say your other roles were bad, but all your other roles have really been up there. You know, like you said, do you contribute that with a lot of hard work and dedication and, you know, a lot of directors saying, oh, dumb, you got to check out Louis. He's good. He's good in this. He's good in this. And then, you know, right now you're in a starring role every Wednesday night on CBS, man. How did that role come about, first of all? Uh, that role, I got, um, I just got an offer to do it. I read it, I dug it, and, uh, they made it happen. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I did not have to audition for that. Oh, so that role was, like, for you if you wanted it, basically, right? That was your role. Yeah, I'll put it to you this way. I haven't auditioned in 15 years. Wow. That's amazing. That's that's how, you know, you're respected as an actor that, you know what, this is his role. We're going to give it to him. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think that's a tribute to, again, the kind of work that I put in. Look, bro, I got to tell you something about me. Yeah. I show up. I show up. I want to do my job. I want to make everybody look good. I want to compliment everybody. I'm a team player, you know. I've been doing this for a long time. It's not about ego. Yeah. Not because the moment you make it about ego, then you're not an artist. Yeah. You're selfish. You're pretty much a selfish yeah. person. Yeah. But um um yeah. is it, but um is it kind of hard though not to have an ego like in 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 the whole field of Hollywood or you're still humbled about like the roles that you still get? Well, I think I think I think you always have to be humble. Yeah. You always, always, always have to be humble. Because um, humbleness is part of your legacy, you know? Mm-hmm. And and also, yeah, you know what? Sometimes you got you to gotta be willing to give of yourself, especially when you're working with people that are new, that are up and coming, that are, that are nervous, you know? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I never, I never knew I could intimidate anybody. And, <laughs> and people come up to me, too. You don't understand. I grew up watching you. I mean, I used to tell that to people. Yeah. And now when people see me that, that's, that's a real humble feeling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a circle, man. What goes around comes comes around. You know, somebody admires yeah. you, you admire somebody else. You know, it's just a circle. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. you got you got a couple of movies coming up. You got Keanu's coming up with Key and Peel. That movie looks hilarious, man. What role do you play in that role in, in um in that movie? Um, I played the nemesis. Yeah. Ah. Okay. I know it's very typical, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You know what? Yeah. You know what? Um. Um. It was a total joy. Yeah. Working with these two guys, man, they are funny. 
They are brilliant. You want to talk about humble? Yeah. Those two guys right there, man. I would, I would work with those two guys in a heartbeat. Wow, that's amazing to hear. You know, because they, they are true artists to what they do. And, um, you know, I was, I was really proud to work with them. Yeah. Really proud. I wasn't like working with um Dwayne Johnson and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Those two, how um how how um both of them were like? It was awesome. Yeah. You know, Dwayne. Dwayne's a really good guy, down to earth, and the governor is a very smart man. Great conversation. Yeah. You know, I I enjoyed I enjoyed my time thoroughly with both of them. You know, yeah, because you've done. I'm saying you worked with just about everybody in Hollywood, man. You don't have to say names, though. But has anybody ever rubbed you the wrong way, or somebody you wouldn't want to work with again? Um, you know, it's interesting you said that because there've been a couple of people that have rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. But you know, you know, you know what's pretty amazing that like one or two of those people I have run into later on during my career. Yeah. I've come up to me to apologize for being dicks. Wow. Yeah, you know. Wow. So that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But you know what, honestly, I don't have time for people's nonsense, you know. If they want to yell at a director or, you know, what have you, you know, they could go ahead. Yeah. As long as they're yelling at me, I'm okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Two more questions for you, Louis. What is your most characteristic as an actor? What's your most character was your your most marked characteristic? I guess it's my facial expressions. <laughs> I, don't even, I, I think it's my facial expression that I don't even know that I do. Uh, well, you know what I'm you always have a serious face, so I guess that's what you mean, right? You have like that, like that. Don't don't f with me face. You know, honestly, I I, I'm, I always think that I have a happy face. <laughs> no, you do, you do, you do. <laughs> and my final question to you. What would the Louis Guzman of today tell the Louis Guzman of yesterday? Um, uh, I would tell him, dude, save your money up. <laughs> don't, spend what, don't spend what you don't have. Yeah. Um, be, be a good person. Be a good human being. I'll never forget where you came from. And always take a minute to go back, you know, and uh, talk to the young people. Gotcha. You know, because everybody's always aspiring. So it's up to us to inspire. Exactly. Have you been back to the city as of, as of late, as of recently, or? No, I haven't been to the city since June of last year. Okay. But I'm planning to go in the next couple of weeks. Oh, sweet, sweet. You're going to like the, yeah, you're going to love the weather. What is it right now? 
Right now, it's like 45, 50, so it fluctuates. I think this week we're going to have showers, so. Okay. Oh. Louie, plug anything you got coming up besides Keanu. Do you have any other movies coming up or any TV appearances you're coming up in? Uh, I have a movie coming up in June, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's called, it's called The Do-Over. Yeah. Sweet, sweet. All right, so plug your social media, plug any outlets that people could, you know, they could, you have a Twitter account and Instagram and all that stuff. Yeah, my, my Twitter account is I am Luis Guzman. Okay. And then I have a Facebook page, which is Luis from the hood. And Luis is the L-O-U-E-Y from the hood. I like that. I like that, man. Louie, man, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one.